Welcome back to another show. A show within a show is what I like to say when it's your second time on because it gets real awkward in the beginning and then we kind of just escalate from there, Nick. I suppose so, yes. You know, it's almost, I guess, like the band with their debut album, which is usually one of the hardest ones to do. But at the same time, you know, you have that confidence, you have the audience, and then you're kind of ready to do the sophomore album, I suppose. Like people are like, I'm an Aerosmith fan. I'm like, have you heard there before shit? Because it's not exactly the best. Like there's a couple when you hit Dream On or you want to talk about some other, maybe what we would all call Billboard classics. But if you really look at the beginning stages of it, it was like, no, not so much. It's kind of like, oh, what is this? Oh, but it's it's Steven Tyler. Doesn't fucking matter. It's still garbage. <laughs> well, they took their time, I guess, to find their groove, I suppose. What would you consider to be yeah. entertainment? a deep question Ooh, okay that's that is a very very deep question um are we well i mean obviously entertainment comes in multiple forms because it could either be a visual medium like for example movies for example or or artwork or it could be an audio medium like music for example so i think it comes in in various forms and shapes and i think entertainment is simply the experience that you get from something which maybe either creates gratification for whoever is consuming that particular medium so i would say that is entertainment as in it's i guess you could maybe put escapism with entertainment in the sense that if it's something that you are you are consuming in order to evade your daily life, so it could somewhat be that as well, or it is because just to fill fill that moment between you know the 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 one day and the next with literally just powering down and giving something that, as I said, might be it could be possibly associated with escapism. You went very deep with the answer. I was looking at like, um, what makes me cringe? There's a very, very few things in the world that I think can ever make me cringe, but I'm going to explain this video to you mm -hmm. and you're probably going to cringe yourself. Um, okay. so there was an old video on the internet that circulated for a little while and someone just resurfaced it to my attention through Twitter. And I think this is the only video I've seen it a couple of times through the newsfeed, but I refuse to watch it because I know how it's going to end. Um, I've only gotten to the before stages, but I just kind of finished it off. So a dude takes one of those little firecrackers, the M80s. Okay. And he pinches his eye shut and puts it right in his eye and then lights it and the thing explodes. And that's the video. But you actually see the thing explode in his eye. And I think that was like, as far as I go to say, that's cringe for me. As soon as I see the thing get stuck into his eye, I already am like, no, no, no. Why are people so bored? Like, what are you doing with your life? Go out and build a hob, build a fort. I don't care. Just don't stick an M80 in your eye. But this guy stuck it in there, pinched it with his eye. Like when you stick a ball in there and like, you're putting a quarter as a joke and he lit it and you just see this thing explode in him scream like an m80 bro like that'll blow your freaking fingers off sure well i mean but look at the end of the day it seems like there is a portion of people who are easily entertained by things psychopaths like <laughs> well, well think of how successful jackass was when it was on the air that's true. That man put himself, Steve-O especially, put himself through some pain just to be able to experience those moments. And I, it's funny you mentioned Jackass because I think everyone at one point wanted to try and hurt themselves to get famous from it. But 
you with jackass there was a hope that you probably wouldn't get hurt such as like if you take the skateboard and put a blindfold on and they're rollerblading off the half pipe or whatever and they're trying to knock the person off like intentionally with these giant floating like what look like punching bags like that was like oh you might make it but this was like there is no possible outcome that i can see and i don't think he can really anymore that is not going to blow your eye straight out of your socket of your head Totally, totally. But I mean, at the end of the day, we also do know that uh, human beings do, some human beings have that trait of monkey see, monkey do. So it might, that, that does happen, unfortunately, Rob. So you do, there are people out there, even though you can put all the disclaimers out there in the world of don't try this at home, don't do this, etc. people will do it because they, there is almost that, that wanting to emulate behavior that they are exposed to through videos and what have you. Uh, but here, I do not know what this um, particular individual was thinking. It was either because- it's 2 a.m., I, I don't know, I'm bored of shit. I, I, either that, you know, I mean, I'm no psychologist by any stretch of the imagination, but either this person has serious self-harm problems and should probably consult a therapist, or it is a desperate cry for, for attention. Yeah, see, it's funny. You said that there are the kind of see, monkey, do type thing. That does hit me on some occasion. Like I've probably been the person that has seen an advertisement for sea monkeys on the television and bought some sea monkeys and thought that would be a fun experience. But in no case ever have I ever watched a porn and thought it would be a good idea to try and redo this because to me, they all just seem very, I don't know, maybe it's the section I'm looking at or maybe what gets me going, but I just, every single one is like, that's a lot of work. That's a mess. That's not clean. I like it clean. Well, sometimes we do also are, we all are also attracted to things we might not necessarily do in our real lives. And it's our way of, you know, almost embracing that darker side of us, which we will, you know, obviously our in inhibitions will not make us do those particular things. Like, why do people enjoy horror movies? Or why are people fascinated about murders? They might not necessarily go out and kill somebody. It's a great strategy. Stra strategy. It's, I mean, it's, you know, you're not necessarily going to be like Jeffrey Dahmer and murder people, but you're fascinated by this person. And I think it's because it's something that you would never do, which is so far removed from who you are, that you then go and watch these kind of things because it's something that you won't just, you won't do. I, I, or, or granted, there are people like myself who just try to, to um, who have often asked themselves the questions, is evil born or is evil made? And, and uh, the dark side of, of the human psyche has always fascinated me for that reason, because it's so far removed from the kind of person I am. And that's why maybe, you know, you go, I go and I have a, an affectation for certain genres, even of film or, or crime or what have you, because of the fact that I would never do it. But that's possibly why I think my people might watch these kind of things or might, you know, because my it's something people. that they might not actually do in, in the, you know, in their day-to-day -day lives. Who's my people? <laughs> I do not know. They are, they're, they're somebody, but I don't know who they are. I was about to say, because if you really look at like, I think everybody probably has a fascination for true crime or some type of like maybe mystery thing like that, because it's the, I guess that's the enrollment of what a mystery is. You're always trying to uncover that. And that's just kind of in human nature. But like, for instance, there's a show I've been mentioning a little bit. It's called Disastrous Airways. I don't know if you've ever seen this. I can't say I have. It's all about like solving these plain mysteries where like there was a, 
example of a plane crash that happened where this plane's landing and the tail hit before the front did. So the plane split in two and did a full on like cartwheel on like while it was like crashing. People were ejected from the airplane. They were figuring out what happened on this. Like, was it pilot error? You know, they're going through searching everything. But there was a woman that was thrown from the airplane Mm -hmm. and she didn't die. But she died when a fire truck ran her over trying to put the plane out. And I'm like, what the? And you're just like, you're you're horrified, but you're still watching for more. That's why I was like mentioning the cringe video. Do you have anything in your arsenal or anything on your mind that you refuse to watch because it's just way too far? Well, uh, you know, I think anything involving children is something I will steer clear away from. It's just something I cannot bear. Not, and that is that I probably say animal torture. Have you ever came across it? See, I don't know, man, because they put that disclaimer on it where it's like warning graphic content ahead. Are you sure you want to click forward? And I'm like, it's 1 a.m. Fuck it. And then I click it. And then I watched a dude jump off of a giant cell phone tower. I mean, just no fake CGI, nothing. Just straight up jumped off a cell phone tower and hit the ground. And I'm like, why did I? Why? Why? As I said, it might be because it's something so far removed from you. Or as you said, it's just pure boredom because of the fact that you're just looking for something and you can't find anything. But I think it maybe is just something that you would never do, but you almost want to see somebody else do it because obviously it, puts, it doesn't put any sort of harm in when it comes to you. Obviously, you're not going to be hurt yourself at all, but you're watching somebody else get hurt. And, you know, and so, so you feel safe in, in the fact that I'm watching somebody else do these insane things, but I'm not, never going to try it myself. Personally, I mean, and, you know, this is just me. It's not something that I would particularly watch. It's just that, you know, I, it's not something that particularly interests me. Uh, but, you know, that's just me. I mean, I get there are folks who enjoy these kind of things. Like, as I said, the folks who followed Jackass for so many years. It's just not something that I am particularly interested in, to be honest with you. I think Jackass, though, it was like it, it did inspire a lot of people to try and get famous by hurting themselves and create crazy things on the Internet. But it, like I, someone mentioned or put up a GIF or something, and it was like uh, it was Bam from Viva La Bam. And a bunch of people were retweeting it and it's actually trending on Twitter. It was because mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I remember the show was so good. It was like before the Internet became what it is now. And I'm like, right. yeah, if you that has that certain vibe to it, like he painted his whole entire kitchen blue because he asked his dad, what was your what's your favorite color? He said blue. So he painted everything, even the fucking bananas that he had on his counter. And it was like so perfect where it was like just that stuff on television was so good. Nowadays, it's like everything is either a news article or something. Now it's like that's the stuff what people would steer away from. And it like it leads down an even bigger rabbit hole. Have you ever found out or looked up the term fan theories? Yes. Well, I mean, I have, you know, be hosting a superhero film, a superhero film podcast. I do come across a lot of those when it comes to, you know, what happened in this particular film or, you know, or ideas spiring from that or not to mention, of course, and that does intersect with conspiracy theories as well. So I have come across those and uh, there's a friend of mine who's actually a big fan of uh, debunking all these crazy conspiracy theories that are out there. And yeah, fan theories. I mean, it's a, it's a constant thing in all, you know, media that we watch, I think TV shows and films, you you have the so-called head canon where you try to explain something that, that seems to have no reason for being there on screen, but you create your own story. So I think we all have our own fan theories in one way or another. And I mean, case in point, you think of Twin Peaks. 
Twin Peaks is one of the most complex TV shows out there. And there have been so many fan theories about what that show is all about, or case in point, anything that David Lynch has done film-wise. You think of Mulholland Drive. Tons of people have so many theories about what Mulholland Drive is all about. So yeah, I, I've definitely come across a few for sure. Do you have any fan theories or do you have any theories in life, for instance, where that you've kind of developed? Like I've developed theories, but they're not they're not anything that would happen to do with a film. Like I was literally watching just countless stories of fan theories, like from back to the future. They started to think that doc, he was suicidal. That's why every time, like when the, uh, the DeLorean was heading at him at 88 and just decided to go through the time travel thing that really he was trying to kill himself and all these instances where he's putting his life at danger and people kind of, take out the madman scientist thing and look at like a man that's like been so alone. All he has is a dog and a guy that goes to high school, you know, that he's hanging out with. So it makes sense, but I'm like, damn, if you put in the effort to anything besides this, you could probably get so far in life, but they make up these theories where you're like, I can't poke a fucking hole in it to save my life. Like it's like they had the bigger Luke theory. My buddy tossed at me. He's like, you ever hear about the bigger Luke theory in star Wars? And I'm like, what he goes that there was another Mark Hamill. That's a little bit taller because if you look at some of the star Wars scenes, he's shorter mm-hmm. than Han and one, then he's the same height as Han. Then he's all this and all this. And I'm like, is that this gotta be just camera angles, but they go down this whole entire rabbit hole that goes like four hours long. We are like, I pictured Charlie Daly from always sunny in Philadelphia with the fucking billboard with all the note pins on it, where he's like this right. one and this one and this. And you're like, Oh my God, dude, do you, did you go to sleep last night or how many pots of coffee are you on? Well, I mean, but there are tons. I mean, I I've always had, you know, the, there's the whole thing about inception. I know which fa- people are still debating over the, the ending of inception, for example. Um, or, uh, well, you know, my personal one, one that I kind of spun, which I know that other people have thought of too, is when it comes to Doctor Who and James Bond, that James Bond is actually a Time Lord. How so? Because of the fact that you have a different James Bond every other film. So there's like the concept that he regenerates. So some people have actually come out with a theory saying that James Bond, also one being English and two, the fact that you have a different Bond after a certain amount of films is the fact that he's a Time Lord. What about the theory that someone hung themselves in the in the original Wizard of Oz? That one I have not come across, to be honest. You've um, never heard of that one, though. No, I no, I have not. If you not, if you look at the original VHS tape, the one that they give you, like I remember watching it all the time when I was a little kid, and mm-hmm. then I remember someone told me that to me, and I looked it up on YouTube, which you can. In the background of the beginning scenes, there is a looks like a body of a person and a rope around their neck and it's swinging in the back with the trees. It's really quick, but you, you really like stop and pause it. And people have like cleared up the image, like kind of like it's crappy cause it's old. And it's like a Bigfoot thing where you see the original video of Bigfoot. You're like, is that a guy in a suit? What is that? But fans have tossed out a theory that, you know, a person died on set and they kept it under wraps. They didn't even notice the person hung himself on set until after they had shot the shots and moved on to next scenes and things. And someone had stumbled across it. And then it was this big shutdown of the set and everything like that. And I'm like, that doesn't sound so far fetched as uh, Mark Hamill getting taller. I mean, nobody even talks about in star Wars, Mark Hamill got into a motorcycle or scooter accident and messed mm-hmm. up half of his face where he had to get like a, a metal plate in his cheek. And that's, and they explained it. They didn't even talk about it in star Wars, but they used the wampa that slashes them and people's minds just said, Oh, like he got that from the wampa thing. You know, his face was completely right. different. 
No, 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 of course. Well, I mean, as I said, there are there are tons of ways, I think, to explain away, you know, also certain things. So so I, I, I definitely get that. But, um, you know, as I said, there are, I tend to really not sort of have theories per se in the sense that simply, you know, being a major geek at heart, whenever there's something that I just don't, I am like, how does this make any sense? I thus create a head canon to kind of explain why that make that could make sense within a particular context, but um, but yeah, I mean there, there there are so many when it when it comes to to film and and TV shows and what have you. I mean I know that also Lost is a huge one as well. There are tons of people who keep talking about you know the the whole Lost concept and what Lost actually is, and it's um so yeah. But I mean personally, I don't really sort of kind of you know kind of sit back and make my own theories if you will I just kind of tend to embrace whatever it is that I'm watching you know I take it for what the director was trying to do and then say yeah you know I suppose this is what they were trying to say in day-to-day -day life I don't know I mean because you come across so many which are very disturbing and you think to yourself if this were true I find them incredibly, incredibly doubtful that, that, that they would be true, like the whole thing of there being a shadow government or... I believe or, in that or, one heavily. I cannot, I just cannot believe that. Or, you know, I, it's just, it just would make no, it just makes zero sense to me that, that, that would be the case. Or, um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a, a secret cabal of people actually you know, running things. I just don't see that. I was about to say, do you believe in Bohemian Grove? No, I do not. But there's video. It's well, it's like saying was the was was nine eleven a um, you know done by the government itself? I can't believe that. Okay, but do you believe in aliens? I think there's definitely there's certainly a possibility that aliens do exist, See, because if the universe is potentially infinite we can't be the only form of, uh, of intelligence in the universe. Would you believe that I told you that in our COVID bill, there's explicit or explicit release of saying any extraterrestrial information? It, well, if it was actually in writing, you'd have to show me because I mean, I can't. Just I can take that send word. you the articles of our COVID-19 relief bill that says all information of alien and it is on the black vault. You can actually look that up. And here's but what wait, they, do they use the term alien or extraterrestrial? They use they use it both. They use extraterrestrial as the main topic headliner type thing. And then right below that is a bunch of paragraphs and small little lettering that explains alien or extraterrestrial life, such as unidentified flying objects as well, too. Oh, okay. Because obviously you can also use the word alien as somebody who's non-American who's like an immigrant. No, they meant like straight up. Someone at someone at our COVID meeting, I guess like a few months back when this was like a big thing, like before December, they were talking about in January, some dude just during the whole entire press conference just goes, what about aliens? Government's like, what? It's like, well, I would like to know about aliens. If those exist, can you give us those information or those articles? And they're like, what? And then it became a big, like everyone starting to chime in of like, yeah, release that. And then they said in uh, after the new year or whatever that they were going to release it, which they did, but they did something crazy. They released it on a nut jobs website that looks like it's done shittily. And then you're like, right. is this fuck? Like it even took me a little bit. I was like, is this real? And then I went on to the CIA website. No, it's the same articles on there as the CIA website, like MK Ultra, for instance, people say that doesn't exist, but there's countless articles on the CIA website, their actual 
database that says it is existent. It's just a lot of the names are crossed out into it, like blacked out with that's how they do it. They redact a lot of the personal stuff. I man, it's the Bohemian Grove thing is as real as I think it is too. I mean, they've admitted to it with Epstein Island and all that that started coming out. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I just don't, that to me is not super like conspiratorial in my mind. The more of the conspiracy thing is like, if the earth is flat or birds are, uh, technology, they're not or, real. Or, or the bloody lizard people. Come that on. one's crazy too. Yeah. I like that one though. Yeah, I don't believe I mean, in that one. That one's a little bit too far. Unless I see somebody blink sideways or something. I'm, I'm yeah, not, I mean, I'm really, that, that that I think is is seriously a bridge too far. But um, what but about no, the moon I, landing? I do believe it happened. I don't think it was it was fake. It was it was it was doctored or anything in that in that regard. I think it happened later than the video was released because we had no evidence of being close to the moon when the Russians were up there, but then we somehow got a video of us being on there. And I think we ended up doing it later, but we want, we wanted to win the race because we needed it at the time. Well, no, like of course, well, I mean, they're, they're with the major rivalry, which still exists to this day between Russia and the U S it would make sense for propaganda purposes. It would make sense. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I just, I wish they would be honest about it. Like shit. I'm tired of all these conspiracy theories. Cause you just create an era of schizophrenia. That's why I get so weirded out by the film theory ones i'm like they're not freaking wrong but like like they, they had the one for the joker now the dark knight was one of my all-time favorite movies heath ledger is amazing but people said that maybe the joker got his scars from the war because when he was doing the war scene like um where he was dressed up as one of the soldiers and he fires the gun like to assassinate the main guy or the speaker mm-hmm it seemed like he played the character so well. And he has made many references, especially when talking with Harvey Dent, when he talks about troops being in a van and exploding like a bomb, that's how this thing's going to happen. And you start to look at like, that's not an out of the realm possibility. Anything can happen, but because at the end of the day, the Joker is the most unreliable narrator in the history of comics. And the fact is when he is actually asked in the comics, he actually says, if I were to choose, give my origin story, it would be multiple choice. So that's the, that's the whole thing. And the the concept is there is no defined origin story for the Joker. Case in point, even in the dark Knight, he gives numerous versions of how he got the scars because there isn't a definitive answer. And the fact is possibly even the Joker himself does not remember to where that's why he makes up all these different versions to suit a certain narrative. And, and that's the, 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 the whole concept is, even in the comics, thankfully, they have yet to give us a definitive Joker origin story, and I hope they never do. You don't want that because you want to keep speculating on what the possibility of it could be. The beauty is the mystery. That's what I think is the That's what thing. I said about people watching weird shit. People want to watch the weird stuff because they want to know the mystery behind it. So you want to watch a dude stick an M80 in his eye and wonder how it turns out. Possibly not for me, but uh, <laughs> but I, as I said I can, I can see I can see why why folks do that. But but you know mysteries have, is something that I am fascinated with to this day. I mean I I think of also the so-called Hollywood suicide or murders that happened and which are still not resolved to this day. Marilyn Monroe case in point. Nobody knows what happened. Or so my buddy, George, my buddy has or George a th- Reeves. Nobody knows what happened to George Reeves. My they buddy are- has a theory on that. He says that there's a Sling Blade character like Bob, Billy Bob Thornton from Sling Blade, where he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
That's how he talks. That there's right. this killer that's killing all these famous people. And I don't, I don't believe in that one, but that one's pretty interesting when he talks about it. Cause you're like, shit, you're, you're covering a lot of like the tracks where someone would ask a question. What about this? And then he has an answer for it. And you're like, damn it. Like, huh? But I mean, I, I don't think there's a, there's, I, don't a, I think, think so there's either. a celebrity, there's a celebrity hitman, if you will. But it's, it is pretty clear that probably Marilyn did not kill herself, just Tell like us. it's pretty, it's pretty clear that George Reeves did not kill himself. So, or even Natalie Woods, the mysterious murder of Natalie Wood as well as another one, which is still to be explained. So What's the Natalie Wood one. Well, no, apparently she drowned when she was out on a boat with friends and apparently it was an accident but folks are still speculating that she was actually killed. That's like what the government leader dude that spoke out about um, one of the, Oh God, what is it? He released some of the stuff about like the secret government stuff, like kind of some Snowden type information about our mm -hmm. government. And then they found him uh, or they found him. Dr he drowned on a late night canoe at like 11 AM or 11 PM at night. And while he, so he left his dinner that was on his table, like warm dinner. You don't just get up in the middle of dinner and decide you want to go for a fucking canoe no. ride. True. So there, everyone's like, what? And then they didn't even talk about it again. And I'm like, you see that in like China, there's a bunch of like people that just disappear. And like, you're where the fuck did that guy go? And it's like, whenever they speak out about the government, but they're known about it. That's like with Russia. when Well, Russia's like but that's, a, that's a totalitarian government to where, I mean, a lot of people, that's, that's the whole reason why folks say, how did they, you know, the reason why they got rid of COVID so quickly is because you were not allowed out your house. You got out your house, you disappeared. And no surprise, their cases went down very quickly because folks knew that they could not step out their house because they would disappear. As and far as we know, their cases went down. I do believe they did, but um, but I, but my my the concept is though China obviously having a totalitarian government and everything being censored and what have you. It does not surprise me that folks will disappear because at the end of the day, it's not a democracy. So it's it's the way it is. It's like Russia. Russia is the same kind of deal. They say it's that Putin is no, no longer in power, but of course he's still in power and he's going to be in power till he dies. It's funny because I, I, I'm going to end up saying this again, and I've said it on a couple more recordings I've done. Um, if I was going to pitch you this and you're going to tell me if it sounds real or if it sounds like bullshit. OK, go ahead. So 13 tons of human hair was seized on a ship by the States that was sent over here from China. We ended up sending it back. Does that sound legit or does that sound like a conspiracy? I suppose it could be possible. So on April, no, it was April 20th, 2020, I think it was. It wasn't this April. There was 13 tons of human hair that was shipped over here to make wigs. Sure. And someone just asked the question, if you're shipping this here and, you know, we don't have any record of this coming in, where does the human hair come from? And it founds out it comes from a Chinese concentration camp and they're not getting paid to get their head shaven. They're forcibly getting their head shaven. I would not put it past them. Well, that's a fucking real thing, though. But that sounds so made up. That I, I said it on a podcast and I was like, somebody fucking look this up because I keep saying it. And the dude looked it up and said the article. And I was like, that sounds like and that happens with anything. That's every government. I said some governments might be a totalitarian, but some might just disguise themselves as something else. I consider ours probably like that, too. They'll make people disappear real fucking quick. 
True. I look, but uh, but when it comes to that that kind of situation, it does not surprise me. Seeing also the censorship and everything else that goes on in that country, heck, uh, at the latest Academy Awards, Chloe Zhao did not even get to, the Chinese did not even get to see Chloe Zhao win the uh, Oscar for Best uh, Director because it was all censored in China. It's like the same thing with Doctor Strange, the um, great grandmaster or the the bald lady that was in the regular Doctor Strange. Yeah. She and the ancient one. Yeah, the ancient one. When she's over in China, they they took her out and put a different actor in. There's a an actual I think it's an Anglo-Saxon woman or -hmm. something they put in because they can't something about the original one. They they don't allow it. Well, they they also thought it would be kind of racist. Because there's the whole there's the whole trope of I mean Tilda Swinton did a fantastic job as the ancient one, but I think the concept was they wanted to put in Tilda Swinton and more of an androgynous character rather than have this aged Asian character because it might seem a little bit stereotypical, kind of like what they did with I believe it was Iron Man two with the with the Mandarin because obviously it's an incredibly racist stereotype of the long long nailed chinese man and what have you so they kind of didn't want to go down that route that's so. the third iron man not the second so it's iron man three yeah i got my, my second's iron- the russian guy oh yes that's true yes it's whiplash iron man three is uh is is the, is the, the mandarin did, so did yeah you like the third i didn't mind it well that was okay i mean they're way worse move way worse superhero movies than that I just feel like the second was a hell of a lot better. Well, yes. I, the problem, I think, with Iron Man was it kind of got worse as it went on. And, I mean, still to this day, when it comes to the MCU, my favorite trilogy is the Captain America, Captain America trilogy, which is the best one. Because you look at Thor, Dark World, meh. Ragnarok was good. But I think trilogy-wise, uh, I think Captain America is probably the best one. If you Dark, World was, Dark World was just so unexplainable. Like, they just randomly in- – I know they were trying to introduce, like, that whole different- – Dark elves and stuff, yeah. Yeah, but it was just so, like, people are like, what? Like, it's it, like well, I remember watching it, and I was like, man, I'm coming in and, like, not knowing a whole lot of what's going on here. I feel like I skipped right. a movie. Well, it is a little bit odd and such a waste of uh, Christopher Eccleston's talent as an actor. Because the guy gets literally nothing to do except speak in Elvish a few times and kind of look menacing. But what a waste of an ama- amazing actor that is Christopher Eccleston. So I was kind of also very hurt about that, being a huge Whovian and loving the Ninth Doctor, which is, of course, played by Christopher Eccleston. I thought it was just, ah. But no, trilogy-wise, I think um, Captain America is probably the, the best one for sure. Who would you say the best superhero is? When it comes to the MCU in general, um that's that's a very tough question i'm probably rooting for dr strange at this point i think he's really freaking good benedict cumberbatch is like a talented awesome yeah and i'm putting also recently from one division i'm also putting um putting the scarlet witch up there as well don't you think she's an amazing actress don't you think she's a little bit too op now no i wouldn't say so and I, I think it, uh, I think she's it really showcases what a great actress she is. I'm really happy about Elizabeth Olsen being able to show off that she can act and do do a great job because it was it was it was fantastic. I prefer the X Men version of Quicksilver rather than the one that's involved in the um, Age of Ultron movie. I have my moments because Evan Peters is a great actor, 
but I kind of would have loved to have seen Aaron Taylor Johnson carry on as Quicksilver. I think he looks like a better version of Quicksilver, but I just, I just like the scenes that at least in the X-Men movies that they had him in. Like, even though people don't like X-Men apocalypse where I'm just like, yeah, I had, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I just didn't like some of the plot holes. Like my biggest one is when he gets that metal. I think we talked about this last time. He gets that giant metal bar when they're all fighting him at the ending right through his crotch and he didn't even act like it happened i was like hang on a second hang on a second let's go but can we get some more realistic stuff in here like when someone gets hit with something instead of them like just totally dismissing it i would like to see a little bit more i just like the authenticity to it i agree with you but yeah i mean they're both great between the two but if it were up to me I would have liked to have had Aaron Taylor Johnson carry on within the MCU, but hey, if they bring back Evan Peters, I'm not going to to complain either because he's a, he did a great job. They're very different Quicksilvers, but uh, but I, you know, per- personally, I know that probably Aaron Taylor Johnson won't be coming back because he signed on for one movie and and he was out, so uh, I, it's hard, it's hard to say. And also with the big reveal we had in One Division when it came to Quicksilver in inverted commas. You don't, uh, you know, you wonder whether he'll be coming back at all. It's kind of like um, if you look up like Deadpool 2, uh, mm-hmm. and if you've ever seen that, which I'm pretty sure probably everybody has yes. by now. But when Brad Pitt was in there, people were like, is that really Brad Pitt? And the only thing he signed on for, he goes, I just want to be paid with the lowest amount of money you can possibly give me. But I ask one thing. I want Ryan Reynolds to come to my room and give me a cup of coffee. That was the one thing he requested to make him do the movie. And they did that. And I was like, that's, that's what I enjoy is like learning shit about that. But like some of these, like I would even consider theories, man. When I hear something like Denzel Washington was in a movie with a guy um, and they ended up taking a photo later, but he was like, he met him in a deli and 1983 kid said he wanted to be an actor because of Denzel Washington gave him some advice. And then next, thing you know, they took a picture later. I'm like, I don't know. That doesn't sound like that sounds like a lot of strange coincidences in one. I don't know if that could be entirely true. It does sound like a lot of strange coincidences for sure. But I look, going back to the Brad Pitt thing, I suppose probably Ryan Reynolds at this point has a lot of clout in Hollywood in general. And probably, you know, I'm, I'm assuming him and Brad Pitt are possibly friends because at the end of the day, you're in that kind of celebrity bubble where almost everybody knows everybody. So maybe you run into each other in a hallway or something at some part. He's like, dude, if you have a part for me, I'll play it no matter how small, which might have been the case. Because that sometimes just just happens. So for all we know, that was that was the situation. I guess. Do you think some of these actors that get popular like that or get famous that just end up disappearing? You're like, whatever happened to that guy? Like, let's talk about the best one, Brendan Fraser. I fucking love that guy. Someone put up a picture of his face and it, he signed it like it was an autograph thing. He signed it. He says that was an amazing steak. And he was like, it was great. Thanks. Thanks a lot. And then he just comments right after his little like scribbling of that. He puts an exclamation point and goes, by the way, I'm the guy from the mummy. And then I'm like, that's I fucking love it. Like, imagine having that experience. You're eating or you make Brendan Fraser a steak. And then he gives you an autograph, says great steak. Thank you so much. Enjoyed it a lot. And then he just comments. I'm the guy from the mummy. I'm like, no shit. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's come back now because obviously he um, is he voices Robot Man in um, Doom. What's in, in in Doom Patrol? 
Yeah, but I wouldn't say he's really back. I mean, he's not like well, mom's I mean, status like he was before. But he's still working, if you will, in the sense it's not like he's he doesn't work at all. You don't hear about him anymore. As I said, he voices Robot Man in Doom Patrol, which is a pretty successful TV show. Well, he took a lot of flack from something. Someone tried to Me Too him or something, but it was around the time he was going through a severe health incident. Like, um, I don't know if you know who uh, – I'm going to blank on his name. He does a well, podcast. Look at, look at Michael Myers. He disappeared completely. But yeah. For, but oh, my certain, God. But for certain reasons, because nobody wants to work with him. What? Because apparently he's incredibly difficult to work with. Damn and it. apparently he made such an ass of himself during the latest, the most, the latest Austin Powers and stuff. And he, he was in Inglorious Bastards for like two minutes. But other than that, it seems like he's incredibly tough to work with and nobody wants to give him any work. Oh my God, man. He's so talented though. He when is. I watch his, okay. I watch Goldmember all the time, man. It's one of the best movies in my opinion. No, he's a great com- he he's he's an excellent comedian. He's a very he's a very well-rounded actor because if you want him to do even serious stuff, he's able to do it. But it seems like he's just very, very tough to work with. And that's why folks don't want to work with him. Now, would you consider yourself a bit of like a music fan as well, too? Oh, yes. Well, being a DJ by profession, I have to be. <laughs> I know that was a dumb question. Um, but <laughs> no. so did you hear the AI that recreated Amy Winehouse's songs and a couple of others? I have. Yes. So that's pretty freaking amazing. And my little theory that I'm having right now is what it's going to be like in the next 10 years where they've been able to do holograms on stage of like Tupac was able to do a concert. They just had his music playing and then a hologram of them. How long until they're able to literally when you sign on for your likeliness, like let's say we're going to accept the terms and conditions without reading them and they choose your likeness. That means even after you die. So if they can start recreating new works based on an AI creating an algorithm of your own music or your own films and then creating an AI to do concerts or to do movies when you're long gone. That would be nuts. But I mean, granted, they were kind of, if you were, if you will explore, they kind of explored that stuff before where they had, you know, artists who were long dead duetting with living artists, you know, which obviously where they took the audio and mixed the two together, like Hank Williams and Hank Williams Jr. doing a tear in my beer or Elvis's daughter with her father or other, other such things. I mean, recently uh, Whitney Houston, uh, they, they kind of used her vocals for a song. So they, it, they have been playing with it for a while. It is a little bit disturbing when you get to the point of where you're recreating an artificial intelligence that can literally almost think like or compose things in the style of this kind of artist or heck even actors maybe you might even be able to get them to do that it's a very disturbing concept it's fascinating but disturbing at the same time i think it's interesting because it's a lot like cancel culture for instance now my buddy is a is a comic ouch well, that's my, a tough one <laughs> my buddy's a so here's here's how i'm going to draw this example my bo- my buddy is a comic book artist his name is adam he draws a lot of my shirts he's very talented but he got a he got a post that went viral i mean got over like eight hundred thousand shares and like i think mm-hmm. close to a million something likes and you know hearts on whatever you can react to on facebook right it was a every single daffy duck elmer fudd all like these uh cartoon characters flicking like flicking you off in the photo and it was like this is to your cancel culture he didn't get any credit for any of that just because he doesn't have a facebook someone took his picture and then just posted it and it just got shared the crap out of with no credit to him which sucks but 
it's easier to cancel a cartoon than it is to cancel a person based on their acts. Just because a lot of the stuff with cartoons, you're not really doing a whole lot anymore. Like any of Elmer Fudd, they weren't creating new shows with Elmer Fudd in anymore. Mm -hmm. The main money was Bugs Bunny. So you're kind of just being like, all right, we're not going to do it anyway. When you're canceling a person though, that's a little bit more difficult. Even Army Hammer can probably still get work, even though he's come out as a cannibal. Like that's fucking... That's he right. can still probably get acting positions. Now, of course, it becomes unethical, much like we all know. If you look at uh, Chad Boswick from Black Panther, they don't want to put another Black Panther in. You're going to keep that role spe specifically to him. You saw the same thing with during uh, the new Star Wars film when uh, Princess or yeah, was it Princess Leia? Oh my God, I'm going to blank. I, I I have to. I can't help you there because my knowledge of Star Wars is threadbare at best she has the buns looking things in her hand but but the chadwick boseman thing i think it's also maybe out of respect because they don't want another person becoming black panther and heck in the comics shuri actually becomes the next black panther so they might go down that route and make shuri the next black panther but um i mean there's, there's it, fans are very much divided on this because some folks are like we can have a new Black Panther as long as it's respectful to, to Chadwick Boseman's memory. And others are like, we don't want that. Let's move on with something else. I guess we'll see with when Wakanda Forever comes out, which obviously was recently announced. So I guess we'll see where they go with that. Well, it just gets scary because like there's only certain times and in certain cases, depending on the length, in my opinion, is probably when it's unethical to start using someone's face with CGI. Uh, so if her name is Princess Leia, she died during this, the Star Wars filming of the new movie. So Carrie Fisher, yeah, yeah, she's only in like the first beginning parts of it, and then there's no more of her. But there was talks about using another person and then CGIing her face onto that, and people were like, "No," and it no. makes sense because the only time that was ever okay to do was during uh, Fast and Furious with Paul Walker when you had his brother come up and you it was that ending car scene that or with the crow, the crow. With the crow, when Brandon Lee died during filming, they actually sort of were able to recreate it to where it seemed like he was still in the movie, but Brandon Lee did not finish the film The Crow. Okay, that's that's a little bit different. That's kind of like WWE, where they have different undertakers or different types of like, you know, people that are like the what's it? The yeah, animal? but there, but there it's there's the one actor though who actually died on set. And they're like, we have to finish it somehow. Yeah, see, that's that's still where the question part. I was like, if it was his actual face and they just replaced the actor, then yeah, but he's got makeup on. That to me is like, that's where you can kind of get away with it a little bit. You kind of can't tell if it's him or not, you know what I mean? Until you find out later that it isn't him. But right. there we go. You just brought up the best theory. Do you think it was a triad hit? I do. You fucking believe that one, but you don't believe the other ones. Well, because there we know that, uh, that the Lee family has been plagued with those kind of things. Bruce Lee's death in itself. He got the is, shit beat out of him. Is very much still linked to the fact of, uh, of the triad because the fact that he was teaching Kung Fu to the white man and that was not, uh, not appreciated. Not even that. They caught uh, the, him stepping out of the triad's um, leader's girlfriend's house that night. There was that, but also that he'd received tons of threatening letters of you cannot export Kung Fu outside of yeah. the Asian world, That's which is what Bruce Lee was doing. 
But um, and so the Lee family has kind of been plagued by that, just like I guess the Kennedys have always been plagued with these kind of mysterious Damn, assassinations. On all these real ones right now too. Do you think JFK was assassinated? I do believe he was assassinated. <laughs> That's recorded. That video was graphic. But it's it's interesting that all the Kennedys seem to suffer these rather grim fates. So you have to think there is something there when it comes to the Kennedys. Well, I tell um, you that we're a total. Every government's totalitarian until you're not. Until you're. They're only like that when you're not doing what they want you to do. And that's what my biggest thought has been recently is like. It's like the Getty family over here. The Getty family. Mm-hmm. They sound nice. You know, get you know Getty images. G E T T Y. That's, That's from you come. guys. Yeah, Getty. They, they they were born over here in Italy, and obviously very very sort of wealthy people. And you know the whole story where the one of them, I believe, it was the son, was kidnapped and they sent his ear in the post, and all that that whole thing. Jean Paul Getty. They all suffered very, very mysterious fates. If you look up the Getty family, it's quite the, quite the story. The, the most recent descendant, I believe, died very, very young as well. And he was an actor. But uh, yes, yeah, so it seems to be a family thing when it comes to these kind of theories. Dude, that crow one, though. I'm sorry. That's just like nuts to me. And I've read, I, I've seen the autopsy that they did, the report of Bruce Lee saying he died from like some type of thing in his back. But then if you look at like the doctor that did the autopsy died six months later in a car accident, and you're like, what the, f is that, that's that coincidence? Come on now. Like, think Ooh, about like Michael it. Jackson's death is still unexplained. They say he was poisoned, but was he not poisoned? Did he overdose? It's hard to say. He was taking a shit ton of that stuff, though. I don't know if that's what you should be taking to go to sleep. I don't think so either. But it's just like with Marilyn Monroe. I, do, I, don't, think it was I don't think it was a suicide. I think she knew too much. What about Jimi Hendrix? Jimi Hendrix, I think, might actually have OD'd. I mean, I think that, that, that could be possible. He got, but, um, didn't he fall off a roof? Not to my knowledge, I believe. Uh, I think it was just kind of found dead. But um, but Marilyn Monroe, I think it was it was a thing. I really do. But uh, it's it's hard. Say, same thing with with George Reeves, the original Superman, who everybody says shot himself when it's kind of still nebulous whether he committed suicide. Is that the Superman curse where like Christopher Reeves fell off a horse? Yeah. Well, there is the there is that thing going on of the Superman curse. Where, you know, obviously because George Reeves committed suicide, Christopher Reeve became a paraplegic because he fell off a horse. Hopefully, uh, Henry Cavill's doing okay. I hope I, if anybody's checked <laughs> has on anybody him. Has anybody talked to Henry? Exactly. Um, well, it's, it's it, you know, and also this whole curse thing is very, is fascinating as well. You think of The Exorcist and everything that happened on the, on the set of The Exorcist and folks who worked on the film The Exorcist. The kid was wearing an Apollo 11 shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and he said the astronaut thing, like you're going to, you're going to blow up in that spacecraft or whatever. When she said it to the guy, then it fucking, and then the door numbers too. But I feel like a lot of that's like, you're just now making it, you're warping it to fit your narrative a bit too. But it, the Simpsons, they fucking get everything down pat. It is, is really weird how much they predict things. It is very creepy on how the Simpsons tend to get from the, from COVID to Trump being president 
to all they predicted the vaccine thing did you see that where the doctor was wearing um or he's giving bart uh, a vaccine or something and bart's like nope 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 and then he jumps out the window is like ha sucker and leaves and then the <laughs> dude opens up the door and goes clarice clear my appointments for the day and he puts on a like a bandolier vest of shots and has yeah, a and goes, yeah. fucking predicted it nobody's getting that shit right now no, I know it's 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 it, the, the, well. I I guess once again, maybe this the Simpsons genius of being able to 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 kind of predict those kind of things, but it's it's insane. I'm looking at their uh, episodes after that, where I'm like, what else do you got in here that's going to be coming up? Like, I would. It's like kind of <laughs> like a Nicholas Cage in Knowing, where he has the paper written down of all the tragic events, and you're just like, mm-hmm. all right, what's the next one? Why would you try and stop them? Why don't you just call ahead and warn them? Exactly. It does make you wonder. But I mean, that, that and it just is an extra reason for me to love The Simpsons as much as I do, because the fact that they are so far reaching. I mean, to this day, you can go and watch an episode that's like 10 or 20 years old and like it works today. It's insane. You start freaking out when you see a uh, Simpson or one of those characters that looks like you and you're like, what the f- what the what is about <laughs> to happen right now? It's like a bomb goes off. It's like, all right, I'm not going to the bank on that day. Oh no, definitely no, no, no. But it's uh, it is it is very it can be disturbing, but it's it's fascinating at the same time. I think. Do you prefer to have these types of theories out there? Like do you like do you like that they're out there, or would you prefer to know the answer? Because I still think like we were saying about the mystery thing. I think it is important to have the mystery. I think that's why uh, the movie. Uh, what is it? Get out, not get out. Oh my god, it just came out with freaking Captain America was in it. Oh, okay. What was it? Um, it was Knives like the, Out? Yeah, Knives Out was like the board game Clue. Yeah. I think that's important to have like a mystery type thing like that because people love the entertainment. And then you're not really satisfied when you get the kind of the completion of it. Well, I, I do think it's nice to keep the audience guessing in the sense that, you know, because I, I think also directors and writers get off on that as well. It's like, you know, watching these people come out with the craziest theories and I mean, I mentioned Mulholland Drive. To this day, David Lynch has yet to say what the, what Mulholland Drive is all about. He says the clues are all in there. You guys just have to figure it out. But apparently he's keeping incredibly tight-lipped about that as well. Or as I said, Inception, where the concept at the end, whether is it a dream or is it reality, uh, that Nolan has yet to say, has yet to confirm or deny whether it's a dream or whether it's reality. I like the movies like Doctor Strange where they showed like the mirror dimension. I think a movie should put me in like the mirror dimension where I'm like, fuck, what is going on right now? <laughs> but that's why you enjoy it because it messes with your head, right? So I mean, that's, that's what I think is it's nice to have a complete story, but it's nice also to almost say we're going to leave this up to the audience to, to decide how this movie actually ended or what that ending means. Well, it's more, I th- to me, it's more important to have a film that's going to take you on a ride and always leave you guessing on what's going to happen rather than have something where you can kind of assume what's going to happen. Like oh, w- yes. with the visit, for instance, um, or the grandparents that were going insane with M. Night Shyamalan's flick. Great film, by the way. Loved I, it. I thought it was amazing, but people hated it. And I was like, why? And they're like, it's just another, like people really rag on M. Night Shyamalan. And I'm like, I love his twists and turns. You know, I love the Village that. was a great one as well. Yeah, that one people like to poke plot holes in it too. With like, you can't hear the airplane. You can't, I'm like, who gives a shit? What the hell? It's a good concept for a movie. Like I watched just The Happening. It. I don't expect plants to go and kill us. And I honestly don't know. It might happen. The earth seems like it's getting pretty pissed. 
Yes, and I can't blame Mother Nature for being pissed at us, to be honest. I just hope you don't lay me in front of a freaking lawnmower. I'd rather go any other way than going in front of a lawnmower. That sounds awful. <laughs> yes, I, I agree with you. Unless we get, you know, Gre Greta Thunberg kind of becoming like six, you know, like a million feet high, kind of destroying the human race for saying, this is what you've done to my planet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, but no, I don't want to not throwing any shade on Greta because, you know, I appreciate the fight that she's that she's taken on. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I think it's important, like what we're saying with the visit, for instance, you thought for so long, like, oh, this, these are just grandparents that are gone insane, wondering if they're mm -hmm. going to kill the kids. But then they added that twist of like, they're not the actual grandparents. And you're like, oh, my God, like, that's just that's a horror in itself. Well, it's great storytelling. I think uh, I, I definitely give credit to him, like Shyamalan, because he definitely knows he's a great storyteller. I, I really enjoy his films. I'm looking forward to what he will do next. And, you know, folks, look, folks like to throw shade at everything. It, you, know, it's, you can't, as Bob Dylan once said, you can please some of the people all of the time and uh, all of the people some of the time, but you can't please all of the people all of the time. That's a fucking beautiful quote. So uh, I, you know, and I agree. It's very true. Every, you're never, it's, it's almost, you know, some people are just never satisfied, Rob. That's just the, how the cookie crumbles. Damn. You're tossing out a freaking, what is that? Who is that? Oh my God. Don't tell me. I'm going to guess it, <laughs> but I'm going to use it. Cause I remember Bruce almighty where he says, I'm going to do a Walter Cronkite. That's his name. There he you go. Quote, the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I come around to it. I can figure it out. You just gotta give me a minute. All my references, though, are like anything where someone's like, "Well, you you study Socrates." I'm like, I remember from this Hercules movie I watched that they used that reference, and they're like, "Well, you didn't actually study the works of Shakespeare." And I'm like, "I fucking no, sorry. Just I watch dumb movies that have like that saying in it, and it makes me seem intelligent. <laughs> like I know what I'm talking. Movies have saved my life more times than not. To be honest with you, you and me both. And I always say, thank God for movies. I really do. It's just such a blessing and such a such a joy. And, you know, you mentioned Shakespeare. We recently on one of my podcasts we recently reviewed Hamlet with Sir Laurence Olivier from 1949, I believe it is, or anyway, 19 the 1940s. And it was one of the most boring things I've ever seen. Not to mention, Laurence Olivier looks like Sting in that film. Oh, my Because God. he's platinum blonde. And I actually, when I, at one point, I was actually playing Every Breath You Take and putting mute. And it's like, yes, it's a police video because he looks like Sting. But there are some Shakespearean plays I do enjoy. But you think to yourself... There were peasants watching these plays way back when and throwing rotten tomatoes at the, at the stage. It's considered like one of the most lofty versions of entertainment or of thing. It, it, it blow, that blows my mind, to be honest. I mean, I'm not discounting Shakespeare as not being a genius because he was, but I think maybe it gets maybe more credit than it actually deserves. To I got to take a crack back at a lot of stuff that I used to like dismiss when I was younger. Like they taught us Shakespeare in 10th grade, ninth grade when they were teaching Shakespeare. And I'm like, you're not going to get any kid to be able to pay attention to no. that. But what got me hooked was when they showed the Romeo and Juliet movie, but the newer version of it with Jamie Kennedy, where it was the Capulets and it, it's a more modernized version. So they're at a well, gas wait, station. Is, that the, that, so is it the, the Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, is it that one that you're talking about? Yeah, I think it's that one. 
Jamie Kennedy's in it. He pulls out a gun and it's like Romeo and Juliet, but it's all old speak, but it's, it's in such a newer form where it's like, this is how you get people adapted to it, where it's going to cause them to want to learn more and then actually look at the older stuff. Like I never truly enjoyed uh, like the monkey's paw or any of those things, not because of the movie, just because when I was reading it, it was so hard. But when I went to go see the plays and I saw actors perform it, I was so like captured by it. Like, Oh my God. Like when some dude was talking about like um, Edgar Allan Poe, like knock, knock, knock on my chamber door. And it was like, Oh, like he did it so right that I was like 16 years old. And I was like, Holy shit. Like I have a new found love for this art. But, you know, they, they do say youth is wasted on the young, which is kind of true in the sense that you appreciate things later on. I mean, it's like now because of the one of the podcasts that I do, I'm watching movies from the 40s and 30s and stuff, and I'm really enjoying it and so engrossed in it. But way back when my grandmother was kind of getting me to sit down to watch Clark Gable or those kind of classic films I'm like, this is the most boring thing known to man. But now I appreciate it because of the fact that you see it with different eyes and you you can you just take it for what it is. So I, I totally get the, the concept that you were saying of being shown showing kids Shakespeare in their teens when they they necessarily probably want something else, and it's hard to teach them that. And case in point, have you ever seen Last Action Hero? No. Because there is a scene in Last Action Hero, which is a Schwarzenegger picture, where basically you have, it's, you know, I obviously don't want to spoil it in case folks want to check it out, but it's about this kid who is a movie buff. And when did it come out? Oh, way, way, way back when. I think it was, I, you know, if memory serves, I think it was like a 90s picture. Oh, spoil that shit. You know, you've, they've had enough time. <laughs> but anyways, it was, it's basically this kid who's obsessed with this character that Schwarzenegger plays as this actor. And his class gets shown Hamlet with Laurence Olivier, and he imagines it as if Schwarzenegger were Hamlet. And it basically turns into like this big blockbuster action film. And I think... Kids would be more entertained watching that than watching Olivier carrying on about to be or not to be. But it's, it's just the way a, 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 an adolescent's attention span is. Yeah, see, that's what I feel like is with um, Danny DeVito, for instance. He's an untapped vein of entertainment. But mm-hmm. like even people go, well, he's an always sunny. Yeah, but does anybody – does that show really get the credit it probably should deserve? Like if you're watching – I watched – um. I'm a big fan of Willy's Wonderland. I thought it was a great fucking film. I thought that they should have made the fight scenes a little bit longer. It was definitely a C film, but you're really paying attention to the film because it had a good concept and had a great actor doing the thing. But there was a lot of parts where it was like, this was fast as fuck. Like the fighting scenes with the monsters, these little animatronic things, they lasted a minute and a half. My buddy's like, horrible film. I'm like, you fucking like the Fast and Furious films, so don't give me that <laughs> bullshit. That's so ridiculous that someone can enjoy all the newer ones that are coming out. I'm like, you're not even watching it for cars anymore. Like it lost the concept. Now you're just watching it. So Vin Diesel's in a tank top and you're fucking watching the ad. Oh, John Cena's the brother. Oh shit. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? what is this? Well, I mean, look, I recently watched good night and good luck. Had I watched it 10 years ago, I would have been bored out of my mind. It's a fabulous movie. But if you're showing kids that to explain the McCarthy hearings, they're going to be bored to death because it's, a black and white film of people just talking, brilliantly directed by George Clooney, who is a fantastic director, I have to say. I did not realize he was such an amazing director, but he is. 
it's so well done. But I, I was watching, it was like, yeah, if I watched this in my 20s, I'd probably like snooze because it, it was just like people talking about the McCarthy hearings. But it is fascinating now when I'm almost 40 saying, yeah, this is great cinema. This is amazing. So I guess it's also the, the, the time you watch it and the, the age you're at and some films that you maybe enjoyed as a kid, you go back and watch them now, you're like, that was so puerile. How could I even have enjoyed this? Yeah, it's, it's gotta be odd. careful with that though, because it'll ruin your childhood. That's why they say never go back to rewatch films you enjoyed as a kid, because as an adult, you'll probably ruin them for yourself. You'll ruin those. You'll spoil those memories. Like I rewatched what was it? Um, the two original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films. They're even worse as an adult than when you are as a kid, because you're a kid. You're like, oh my god, that's so amazing. But you watch them now, and it's like. Yeah, there are quite a lot of problems with those films. <laughs> no wonder it didn't get the popularity it deserved. Well, Turtles one was was you know incredibly innovative, and you and I'm a big fan of Jim Henson. So the the the, the costumes are like so so. I think they actually look better than the CGI stuff, to be honest. But mm. yeah, the story not so much. The second one, especially Secret of Ooze, you have the Super Shredder. You use him for two minutes, and he kills himself. It's like that's a waste of the super shredder. Like, come on. It's like Deadpool in uh, the Wolverine Origins film. I fucking love that movie, but I do agree they didn't do Deadpool right or Weapon 11, whatever you want to call it. Oh, that was awful. It was God awful. I, I just enjoyed it because I like the origin story. I thought it had a good, I like to see, I wish they do a spinoff of uh, Wolverine's brother. That would be nice to see that spinoff. Oh, well, and Liv Schreiber is a great actor. So it'd be great He's, to see more, more Sabretooth stuff. Oh my God, they did a way better version than that than the original X-Men where he looked like a caveman. And I get it, it plays more to the character and the, you know, the thing, but I, his just that normal version is a way better avenue I feel like they should go down. It just mm -hmm. seemed way more like realistic, way more able to connect to than the other guy that just makes grunting noises. You're like, I can't fucking, <laughs> what is he saying? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it'll be interesting to see what the MCU will do with them with the mutants at this point, because they keep teasing that mutants will be arriving, but we haven't seen them yet. And they keep, you know, even in one division, they teased it a little bit. And in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they teased it a little bit, but nothing yet. So it'll be interesting to see how the MCU does handle mutants. One day and that day may never come. <laughs> Don Corleone. I don't know when The Godfather came out. Uh, that was in the seventies. Yeah, that's one film I have not seen. Oh, seriously, dude? Come on. I saw Scarface at a bike shop when I was fourteen years old. I was like, "Holy come shit!" On. You you've watched Goodfellas, right? No. Oh, come on, man. I mean, are you are you a fan of the the kind of mafia movies? Because I, I am. Yeah. Then you definitely have to, then on your list today, you have to put Goodfellas, Godfather 1, and Godfather 2. Do yourself back to a back? favor. Yeah. No breaks? Well, that's up to you. But I mean, I would, if you, if you don't have anything better to watch, you know, if you're like, oh, if you have your appointment shows, I get it. But if there's a moment, definitely watch that, those three, because they are the bomb. Seriously. I'm going to take your recommendation on it. That means if I have complaints, you got to come back on here and you got to listen to my okay. complaints. Totally. And I will defend them as, 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 <laughs> as bravely as I can, you know, but yeah, those are fa fabulous movies, fabulous movies. Well, Nick, I appreciate you joining me again on the podcast, man. Where can people find all of your shows? I know you mentioned more than one. 
Well, uh, when it comes to folks, for, if you are fans of country music, I do host the Whiskey and Cigarettes show where we play all sorts of country under the sun. For more information about that, you can visit my website. That's whiskeyandcigarettesshow.com. Podcast-wise, I do host uh, Happiness and Darkness, which is a superhero movie podcast. We discuss all superhero movies under the sun. And also with a good, my good friends, Rachel Friend and Zan Sprouse, we, we are on Gold Standard, the Oscars podcast. We're discussing all the best picture winners in chronological order. So that's that's basically where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So that's Happiness and Darkness, Gold Standard, and Whiskey and Cigarettes. Is that a train that I keep hearing? That's an ambulance. Dude, that's three times in like the hour we talked. You you know why? Because I live right by the main hospital in Milan. Oh, thank God. I was about to say, you know why? I live in a bad neighborhood. I'm like, Jesus. No. It's simply because San Rafaele, which is the big uh, the big hospital over here, is is like a couple of couple of blocks away from me. So unfortunately, you have to deal with it. And I suppose it's gotten better compared to the last year with COVID, where it was a siren every other moment, which was rather unsettling to say the least. But uh, now it's it's gotten it's definitely gotten better. You just got to think optimistically. Maybe some dude was just turning it on because he just felt like turning it on. Well, no, some of them, they, there's actually the theory that they, so as to kind of be able to pass red lights, yeah. turn the sirens on, like, ah, oh, screw this, turn on the sirens so we can go and have our coffee and whatever. So there are folks that do speculate that that's what some ambulance drivers do. That's a hundred percent true. I've had a paramedic and a bunch of people that drive ambulances on to talk about that. That is a hundred percent true. <laughs> well, thank you for confirming that, Rob. Now, at least I can say that is true. Speaking of our theories and stuff, that is a theory that has been confirmed. I'm sending you the Bohemian Grove video. You got to watch that, dude. I'm telling you. Please do. Please do. Well, thanks for listening to this episode out of the blank. Stay tuned for our next episode.